Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. And here he is, the man who one of these days is going to end up chairman of the Port Adelaide Football Club when Koshy gives it away. Uh, Phil no Hoffman. way. God, no you way. get out of here. You'd love it. You'd bloody, and you'd be in your element. You'd get free yeah. tickets and all the rest of it, and we could all, all get a free car park. You, you wouldn't, you'd never entertain the idea, Phil? No. You're too no, busy. Never. Huh? No, Tony, uh, it's like politics. One week they love you, next week they hate you. You know. What about uh, uh, what about if Ken Hickley gave it away? Would you take up the coaching gig? No way. That's the quickest way to have a heart attack, Tony, with the, with the players. I remember Jack Carroll used to say, make comments about coaching, you know, give them all the instructions and they go out and do the opposite. We're supposed to be talking about travel. We're talking about yeah. bloody Port Adelaide. I, 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 tell you, I tell you who would take up the job of a chairman and the coach is uh, is John Riddell. He'd love it. He, and he, oh, yeah. And he'd straighten them out very quickly, wouldn't he? And well, he wouldn't lack confidence at all, you know. He wouldn't have a clue as to what's going on. He would do He would do the John Kennedy thing. Do something! Yeah, and, and he's not one-eyed either. Oh, not Pigs, what's her name? Speak of the devil, he's on the telephone. He wants to have a chat to you about something or other. G'day, Jack. G'day, Phil. G'day, Phil. I've just signed on for both those jobs, coach and, uh, and president. Oh, well, you'll uh, save money. You'll, you'll do a combination of the two, chairman and coach. Uh, well, Jack... I'm unemployed. I'm unemployed at the moment, people. I mean, you know, I'm looking for a job uh, after leaving TV. What a perfect job to go down and work for Port Adelaide, you beauty. How are we, boys? Um, Good, John. And, and, Tony, I asked John to come on board because he's just come back from the Flinders Rangers, and also he's one of those people in South Australia that just loves going out to the you know, destination, the regions of South Australia. And he's done so much with Channel 7 and, and other shows as well. And I just thought him coming back uh, just a week ago, uh, Tony, it'd be a great opportunity for uh, uh, to uh, John to tell all our listeners just uh, about getting up there to the Flinders Ranges and Lake Eyre and all that region. So, John, thanks for coming on. Uh, pleasure, boys. And uh, it's something I do, as you know, Phil, Every year we head up, uh, a group has head up to the Flinders Ranges. Been doing it for years and years. I think I went there to the Flinders Ranges first in about 1970-something, early 70s, and um, just love it. And it's such a, a great part of South Australia. But, you know, South Australia is a, is a tourism mecca. We, we probably just living here don't realise it, but there are 12 tourism districts and each have got some magic attractions uh, doing the Discover show for Channel 7, I think it started in 98 or 99, and we went, I went through to 2005 with it, and just it opened my eyes to what this state's got and what the other states haven't got. Um, there's some spanking places and, you know, places to see, stay, explore, activities, whatever you want to do. Um, I, I think, you know, we've got the best outback in Australia, and I can hear you saying, hang on, <clears throat> hang on what about Northern Territory? Well, yeah, good on them. They've got the big rocks. But we've got the quintessential towns, the old railway towns, the pubs, the Flinders Ranges, the Gammon Ranges, the Gawler Ranges, um, and then into the outback proper, you know, Udnadatta and, and those far-out destinations, Lyndhurst and, and Arkarula and uh, Inaminka, uh, just fascinating places. John, you were saying to me, you know, within a three-hour drive of Adelaide, you're, you're sort of approaching the Flinders Ranges, you know, that's how close it is. Phil, I said to you this before. I used to, when I was doing, you know, things for seven, I'd ask the audience uh, who hasn't been to the Flinders Ranges, and uh, those that were brave enough to put up their hands, I gave it to them. And <laughs> it is—it's it's two and a half, three hours. You start to get into the Southern Flinders, and then you keep going, and they go forever. 
and you know so many great things to see how's this we've got the early indications of life on this planet in the Flinders Ranges the fossils up there are 600 to 800 million years old Wow. Yeah, not every not every country or state can say that, and they're, they're identifying things in those fossils that really point the finger that this was the start of life that that, that you know brought us along. Um, it's it does your head in. I, you know, I've got a reasonably low IQ, and um, my head starts spinning. <laughs> but then don't I look give, at you, Bill, and I know that you're don't, don't give Tony an opportunity to come about Port Adelaide there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Jack, it, it's something you've uh, you've done forever. You, you, you love it. Where else in the state do, do you like? I mean, are you talking about the the wine regions? You're talking about the Adelaide Hills across to KI. As you say, there's just so much out there, and we're so we're so keen to get up to the Gold Coast or fly up to Bali for a holiday. And then a lot of people that say, "Oh, have you ever? Oh, no, I never. I must do that one of these days." Look, that's nice to do, and I go up there as well. We, we all like the, the other places around the around the country, but. What we've got in easy reach, as I said, in those 12 tourism districts, the Murray River. I, I love oh, being yeah. on the River Murray, a houseboat or, you know, better still, someone that's got a shack, you know, and you stay for free. Um, but the towns <laughs> along the, 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 the Murray exist on tourism as well as produce and, you know, growing our fruit and vegetables. They, they really survive on tourism. And, you know, any part of that river from right at the bottom down at Murray Bridge and uh, Gore right through to, to Renmark and, and, and above at Customs House on the border. It, the river is stunning. It really is a beautiful place at any time of the year. You can get a houseboat in the winter and you haven't got the crowds. All right, you might not be swimming, but you're, you're seeing some brilliant sunrises and sunsets. And, you know, on the river, you, you, your cares do go away, I've got to tell you. I, I should be there now. Yeah. <laughs> John, one of the other ones that you, you also are very fond of, and I know you go over there many times, is Kangaroo Island, and I think it was you and Bruce shot some good footage for After the Fires, but uh, you, you're, a, you're a lover of Kangaroo Island, and you go some special places with your, your fishing and snorkelling and that. Um, yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your impression of Kangaroo Island, because every time I take an international visitor, they... They just call it the, the Galapagos of the South Pacific. It's in our own backyard. It's 20 minutes away. It is. You can fly. You can go over on the ferry, which is a really relaxing way to do it. We've been going there for years and years and years and years, and we've got some friends over there with a, a couple of places on the beach, uh, one of the beaches on that uh, northern coast. And uh, you'd think, you would imagine, in fact, Bruce Abernathy took me there uh, back in the... Oh, in the early 90s, I reckon, he had a photo on his desk. And I said, is that Hawaii or Fiji? And he said, no, you, well, that's Kate. He said, moron, it was something worse than that. That's Kangaroo Island. And we went to that place and we've kept going every year and the kids have been, they've grown up over there. It's a fantastic place. And, yeah, they, they too, like the other tourism districts, when everything gets back to normal, need our help to go back and, and uh, help those businesses that have set up over there primarily for tourism. But the beaches, the, the scenery, the, the facilities, the fresh air, I think it's one of the, the best, the freshest air, it's fourth or fifth in the world for fresh air on Kangaroo Island. The greenery, um, it's, it's just a wonderful place. And it's so John, just one last question. You, you told me the other night on a Friday night after a couple of reds about the, the stargazing up in um, in the Flinders Ranges, you said it's one of the best places in the world to stargaze in uh, in the Flinders Ranges from from that point. 
It is at Arcarola, Arcarola, Arcarola Station, Phil. The Sprigg family set it up years ago. They've got telescopes and observatories, and we sat with uh, Doug Sprigg, who knows so much about what's out there in the, in the stars and the planets. And um, he was just telling this amazing things and putting the pictures up from the telescope. And I said, there were thousands and thousands of these white dots, thousands. And I said, what are they? And he said, they're stars, um, and they're about 23,000 million uh, kilometres away. And we talked about it for a while, and he, he dropped this. He said, there are more stars and planets in the, in the uh, universe than there are grains of sand on the planet Earth. Get out. <laughs> I, uh, wow. I'm still... I'm still thinking about that, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a- another lovely place to go. They've got great cabins and uh, walking trails, four-wheel drive trails, but the history, again, in those mountains that are 600, 800 million years old. Oh, great. And, and, John, I believe there's also a, a very special hotel on your way back from there where you love to stop over for uh, lunch and spend the rest of the day. <laughs> right. well, we, we had lunch everywhere, Phil, and we had more than one lunch a day too, just quietly. Um, no, we we always call into the Prairie Hotel at Parachilna, and that is one of the, I reckon, one of the highlights of the Outback. Um, they've done it so well. They're not open at the moment, but they're trying to get back like everyone else. And, uh, you know, again, that's a four-and-a-half-hour, five-hour drive from Adelaide, and you, you go to the old railway town of Parachilna, and you can follow that through. There's Farina, and then you go right up to Unadatta and all those places up there. And yeah. Pack the calf, kids, and... and Get involved. Get oh. on the road and go and see South Australia, please. Oh. Thank you. Thanks, John. We'll let you get back to your uh, campaign for being president of Port Adelaide. Uh, and <laughs> also, you coach, you know, you could, we could do you the two positions into one. <laughs> oh, 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 fair nigga, it's turned into a bloody Port Adelaide half hour here. And so uh, Jack Riddell is the, as the coach and Phil Offman is the, as the chairman of the Port Adelaide. Footy. Phil, back in a moment or so, we're going to be talking about, um, last week, you were talking about just the possibility of the New Zealand Adelaide hub opening up and all of a sudden that's looking more and more likely uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment or two Thanks Tommy. South Australia we've missed you, welcome back we're so proud to show SA off and while the world is waiting let's be explorers in our own backyard with Phil Hoffman Travel as your guide, embark on a range of inspiring adventures and immerse yourself in the best South Australia has to offer, explore with a local Phil Hoffman Travel proudly South Australian Visit pht.com.au South Australia, we've missed you. Welcome back. We're so proud to show SA off. And while the world is waiting, let's be explorers in our own backyard. With Phil Hoffman Travel as your guide, embark on a range of inspiring adventures and immerse yourself in the best South Australia has to offer. Explore with a local. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian. Visit pht.com.au Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, just on a quarter to two on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. We're talking travel, and when you're talking travel in Adelaide, whether it be anywhere at all, you've got to get in touch with the people at Phil Hoffman Travel, very much open for business. And if you want some really good advice, good practical advice that works and makes your holiday even better, Dems to people to get in touch with. Phil, this time last week, we were just discussing the possibility of the uh, Adelaide New Zealand hub opening up, and it was just a possibility, but uh, some steps have happened in the last week or so that makes that more and more likely. Yeah, Tony, you're right. And there's been a tourism task force for uh, travel and tourism 
and they're trying to set, you know, sort of some deadlines of when we, we should see some uh, borders opening, when we should see the Trans-Tasman uh, bubble come to fruition and other destinations that may be included, you know, depending on how they're handling the COVID-19. And so I was excited on Friday when I got this uh, email saying that they're working on, you know, certain projects and, and they're trying to get the borders open by early July. They're talking that uh, New Zealand, flying to New Zealand could come, you know, late July and then other international destinations later on. And so some of the things I thought, oh, maybe they're being a bit optimistic, but certainly there's a task force reporting to, you know, Simon Birmingham, who's the Minister of uh, Tourism for Australia, but also to Scott Morrison sort of reporting. And, and look, uh, Tony, these, uh, all of us in the, in the travel and tourism uh, Industry need these borders open. They need uh, you know more and more people coming. You know whether it's in, coming into South Australia or travelling around South Australia, but also travelling elsewhere as well. Uh, Queensland, in particular, you know they've got a period of time now, Tony. They should be open because this is their season. And if they miss this season for you know interstate visitors, uh, you know it's a big drop in their economy and in their revenue for the, the tourism operators. So. Uh, so when I saw that, and they also mentioned cruising, Tony, but it was more, you know, smaller ships, um, expedition-type cruise ships, only up to 200 passengers, you know, all Australians on board going around the coast and things like that. So the more I read the report, uh, Tony, the more I'm excited about that we may see some uh, opportunities opening up faster than we thought. Uh, you know, taking in that, you know, they've, they've got to satisfy the premiers and all the uh, health ministers. But uh, I'm getting a little bit more excited than I was four weeks ago, Tony. Uh, speaking about cruising, Phil, the the, the opportunity perhaps of, uh, of going down to New Zealand, cruising down to New Zealand for, I don't know, a week, couple of weeks or so, and then, then coming back, maybe coming back to Sydney. Is that still on the cards? I mean, it, it yeah, sounds I like think, a great I think, one. I think, I think uh, 2021, uh, Tony, I don't think we'll see it before Christmas. We've still got to get out all the health protocols with the cruising and, and be and satisfy all the governments. But I, I certainly think that if they open that Tasman bubble with flights, they'll certainly open up with cruising later on. And I looked at a survey yesterday and they were interviewing South Australians about where they'd like to cruise. The first the biggest option was around Australia yeah. for South Australians. The second one was, you know, to New Zealand. So you're on the money, Tony, as far as, you know, uh, and I think it will open up, uh, you know, by Christmas that we'll get some of the chips. I know that, you know, Royal Caribbean... Uh, Celebrity and others are all looking at it. Some of the real luxury cruise lines, such as Regent and Silver Seas, have got uh, you know itineraries planned for January 2021. So you know we're just hoping that they can come in and, and they satisfy all the conditions, which I think they will. So we're getting more excited as we see those sort of dates come up, Tony. But still a long way to go. But I'd love to see the borders open. But gee, South Australia's taken off for us, Tony, and. Uh, you know, uh, all the staff are getting excited. The other day we had a booking that uh, booked out the whole of the Proud Mary. Uh, 10, oh, wow. 10 people, 20 people on there, 10 couples. Yeah. And uh, so we're very happy with that. But, Tony, you mentioned the Steam Ranger just before right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I came on. And um, uh, I did a trip last year, uh, Tony, on the Steam Ranger. Four, I took four of my, or three of my staff and myself. We got invited. Tony, one of the best days of my life. Really? Just Going yeah. down in the Steam Ranger and the, <laughs> yeah. the scenery down the Adelaide Hills and then on to Florio Peninsula, right down to Victor Harbour where we had a reception there. 
and uh, I came back and Tony, whenever I go on these trips, I think a day trip, I'll, I'll take a briefcase full of yeah, work. I'll look yeah, at a work yeah, while yeah, I can. Yeah. Tony, the briefcase never got opened. Oh, that's <laughs> and, a... But it, it, it's can I just say that you know, and they get all the people that volunteers that you know run it for them. It was just a fantastic day. And train travelling in South Australia, there's some really unique history about train travelling. And the Steam Ranger certainly fits into that bill. But great experience from Mount Barker down to Victor Harbour and back. And some of the scenery you see, uh, Tony, brilliant. It's uh, 11 minutes to two. We're talking travel. And if you talk travel in Adelaide, you talk to Phil Hoppen and the people at Phil Hoppen Travel. you got a question about travel, give us a buzz on 8223 0000. Any question you might have, Phil will be here and able to answer it for you. Phil, I went up on, um, when was it, on the weekend, up to the Clare Valley, about a, an hour and a quarter, hour and a half, and uh, so called into... They, they said you disgraced yourself up there, but you know... <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got a bit untidy. Um, <laughs> fortunately, had a driver, called into the Mintaro pub and had some of the best squid, uh, yeah. uh, salt and pepper squid as the main course, and the squid was just sensational. And, and the prices, I think it was about $15, $16 for a, a beautiful yeah. big plate. And I'm thinking, the Clare Valley, it looks so good. Called into Don Farrell's little winery alongside Seven Hills up there, <laughs> and uh, the old godfather, he just loves it to death and he's planting some vineyard. I don't know that he knows all that much about it, but he's absolutely in love he's with the Clare Valley fun. and the people up there. Tony, we're taking the uh, senior management team from here on um, on Saturday up for the for the day to Clare. Some of them are going to stay over. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Alison and I are going to go up there because we haven't been to Clare for some time. Oh, and Phil. again, you know, go exploring, uh, Tony. And uh, like you say, it's in our backyard. So yeah. we're just starting to do some of that stuff now. And, and I haven't done those trips for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, Clare Valley has always uh, been famous for the, you know, the, the Riesling trial oh, and, and Riesling, you know, getting yeah. on the bikes. Now, I'm not sure we're going to do that, but <laughs> we may. But, Tony, the other one that I want to talk about that I think is one of the, you know, the iconic destinations of South Australia is the Barossa oh, Valley. yeah, and, and this is, what, the, uh, less than an hour from the middle of town, isn't it? The, the Tony, valley. I went up yesterday to see my two offices up there at uh, Gawler and Barossa at Nuriukta, and uh, from Glenelg yesterday, I left at 8 o'clock and I was there in an hour and 10 minutes yeah. on the new expressway. Um, and, uh, Tony, yeah, just going to Barossa, like you, you feel like you're turning the clock back because it's so, it's quieter, it's peaceful, yeah. yet you know they're working very hard in the wineries and everything else. But, Tony, when you see all the features up in Barossa that's all in, you know, in one area, and when you drive in and you see the vineyards, you know, you think, well, hang on, we send people to Tuscany, but here's in our backyard, <laughs> it's one hour yeah, away, yeah, yeah. and some of the great restaurants, you know, uh, when you talk about some of the great restaurants there, uh, one of the ones is Hentley Farm, Tony, and I don't know whether you've been no, to Hentley Farm, but no. it's just an outstanding, really? St. Hugo's is another one, the Fino at Sepertsville, you've got Maggie Beer, and Tony, we did a, a, a trip up to Maggie Beer one, one year with a team, and we did gin making. And also then had uh, uh, brilliantly Maggie's uh, Maggie's uh, food afterwards. But we made our own gin, uh, Tony. Oh, so that was a good experience. It wouldn't be very powerful at all, would it? You could you could clean car engines with it as well. I mean, one of the great spots up there, open every Saturday, is the uh, the Barossa Farmers Market. Yeah, even even yeah. people from around about come and say, oh, "This is," and the prices are all, and the produce is always so fresh. Yeah, and lovely people. I mean, they, you know, I mean, one of the things, Tony, that makes tourism happen is how much you make people feel welcome. You yeah, know, when yeah. you go to a wine tasting, you know, uh, wherever, or you have a meal, 
um, you know, it's it's how they make you feel. And the one thing about the Barossa, McLaren Vale, the Adelaide Hills is how much they appreciate tourism and therefore hand out that sort of, you know, feeling that you're going to have a great time up there and, you know, have another taste of this and try this, you know. And uh, as it's, I said... It's, it's just the little personal touches, the things yeah. that you remember and you say, gee, they were nice people and, God, that was a good spot to go. Phil, uh, Jan is at Marion has got a question for you. I think it's about state borders. Hello, Jan. Hi. Hi, Jan. Hi, Phil. Phil, I just wanted to inquire about the state borders. Are they open yet? No, not at the moment, uh, Jan. Um, you, can, you can go into Victoria and you can go into Sydney uh, without a problem, but it's when you come back from those destinations that you'll have to do the quarantine for 14 days. And so uh, until we take that away, that we can come back, uh, you've got to be in 14-day quarantine if you're going up to Sydney or Melbourne, uh, unless you're doing business and you can get a, the, some sort of exemption that your business requires you to travel, uh, then, you know, that's, that's the only no. way you can do it. Yeah. But uh, So it's a bit of a hassle now. And, and Jan, can I tell you, um, they really do check up on you. Oh, There's no yeah, just sort of saying. Yeah, okay. I had a, so- a young lad that's uh, staying now, near our apartments in uh, Holfast, and he came back from a farm at Wagga, and he had to do 14 days quarantine, and he had two checks in the first week. Yeah, I know. And they're very polite about it. They'll come to the door, <laughs> and they'll... Uh, yeah, uh, I know that an old mate, uh, John Davis, and his partner, um, uh, Dawn, had come back from uh, Victoria for a couple of weeks or so, and he said, the coppers turned up, but he said, but they were nice and polite. They simply wanted yep. to actually... They checked on the car registration to make sure the car was there, and then had a very quick chat with them, but he said it was all very polite, but very professional. Okay, Jan, yeah, no. thanks for that. Bruno, you're at uh, Ross Trevor with a question for Phil. G'day, Bruno. Uh, yes, thanks, guys. Um, my question was, if you uh, are coming back to Australia from overseas, but you're not landing in your home state, does the government still pay for the accommodation? Uh, no. Bruno, what happens is you can... If you can get a good transfer to your state, so if you're landing in Melbourne or Sydney and then you're coming on to Adelaide and within a reasonable time you're flying into Adelaide, then you can quarantine at home. But if you um, didn't, so if you uh, didn't have a good connection and you had to uh, get off in Sydney and spend t- a time there, um, then you would have to quarantine in in Sydney at the government's expense. Yes. Okay. How could you get? How could you avoid quarantining in, say, Sydney or Melbourne? Uh, how much time have you got? It's well, you know, within I think within the day of trans of landing in in Sydney and getting on a flight. But at the moment, because of the lack of flights, Bruno, you just have to be very, very careful. Yeah. We do corporate travel, and we've had people going up to Cairns and other places, but they've had overnight in places because the, the connections are just not making at the moment. We're hoping by July that we're hearing that Qantas may be back to a fifty or sixty percent capacity. No, That's good. certainly going to help. Are people in and out of flying in and out and getting the connections you want. So it is at the moment. You've just got to be very careful. But that's where what we try and look after our clients to make sure that we get you the best connection. Now, Tony, today we've had some news that uh, Singapore is going to do a, a flight into Adelaide once a week on starting on June the 8th. Yeah. Uh, but again, no good to us at the moment unless you're going on work because we can't get the permit to go out. But they're certainly opening up uh, one, one, one flight a week. And uh, Qatar has told us that they'll be resuming flights in and out of Adelaide October the 25th. So we're getting some green shoots, Tony, that's, that's making us a little bit more excited. We just need the Premiers to um, 
agree to closing, uh, opening the borders, not closing them, opening oh, the borders. No, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, Phil. At uh, Salisbury East, uh, Jason's given us a ring with a question about, uh, I think about, about cruising. G'day, Jason. Yeah, hi there, guys. Yeah, Phil, I've been talking to one of your workers at Jessica Reed about a cruise. It's from, where's it It's from Melbourne to, uh, sorry, Adelaide, Adelaide to Melbourne, Melbourne to Adelaide, on the Queen Elizabeth in December, five-day one. In December? Yeah, this coming. Yeah, yeah. Look, we, we we may have clearance by then. You know, we're um, that's what I'm nervous about we're... booking and paying now, and it might not come around. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, look, a lot of the cruise lines now are giving very good uh, conditions for you know cancelling. If if they cancel it, you know, then you know full guarantee, full money back, and also often a, a sort of a future credit future where they give you a sort of an incentive benefit of, of putting it over. So, look, but we're flights you know, I'm concerned about. The flights, sorry? The, the flights, you know, actually getting up to Melbourne, that's what I'm concerned about, the flights. Yeah, no, well, I think if we're not flying domestically by, domest- by December, you know, I'm going to shoot someone. <laughs> I'm not sure who. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who, but I'm, now I'm concerned about. Sorry? I'm worried about paying and booking, booking and paying the flights now I'm concerned about, I mean. Okay, when you talk to your consultant then, I want you to to find out and get all the conditions of, of cancellations and when you can you do it and when can you postpone it to because, you know, everyone has different conditions, so mm-hmm. it's important just to check that. Okay, no worries. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, another, another problem solved for you. Phil, um, you're still very much open for business. Some people are under the impression, oh, travel agencies have all closed, but certainly not PHT. No, you are no, definitely... No. Uh, this, week, this week, Tony, um, we're, we're open uh, for appointments, for people to ring in and come in for, uh, with appointments. Next week, we're opening uh, all the doors for people walking in through the doors, oh, uh, right. 10, to, 10 to 3, and also on Saturday. Uh, and then on June the 29th, Tony, we'll be open full war back to 9 to 5.30, including Saturdays as well. Reduced hours on Saturday from, I think it's going to be from about 9 till 2 or 10 till 2. Uh, but we won't open Sundays anymore at this stage. Uh, we'll just have those. But that'll be enough at, with the current climate at the moment, Tony. But, yeah, we're getting a good feel again, you know, a lot more positivity coming into the marketplace. And uh, we're, we're excited about that. So, uh and we just want to be... I mean, look, the, uh, the big thing, Tony, is that we've seen since we've been talking radio is the number of people that are coming in and or, or been booking. You know, like rail's taken off, Tony. You know, the oh, amount really? of bookings Good. we've done on the GAN, uh, the Indian Pacific and, and the Southern Explorer, you know, through to Brisbane. That's a great trip as well. So rail has really been popular. And the one that uh, is a, not surprised, but uh, for next year, which is filling up fast, is the Kimberleys in, in Western Australia. Um, cruising the Kimberley, so uh, for 2021, and so we're getting nervous because you know these are small ships that do that, Tony, and they'll fill up very quickly. So we're finding it even hard now to get some cabins that we want for 2021. So I think there's a lot of pent up demand, uh, Tony, and uh, we're going to certainly see it when the borders come down. Good on you, Phil. Lovely to chat, mate. We'll do it again next week. And in the meantime, you're very much open for business. Phil Hoppen from Phil Hoppen Travel, and as we keep on saying, and it is true, simply because it's true. They are the travel people of Adelaide. You're thinking of going somewhere, get in touch with the people of Phil Hoppen and they can steer you in the right direction with all of the necessary advice and all of the good fares that are available. They've got them there at Phil Hoppen Travel.